I think people should, just again, personally, should get vaccinated. If they're one of these wild people who thinks they're going to be filled with nano machines, well, the solid snake is going to save us anyways. Other people just complicate my life. I don't like to get involved. Anyone know how you do a podcast? Can send send help. Gordon, what is a podcast? Uh, I believe a podcast is a very old, old wooden ship, and I believe it was used during the Civil War era. Oh, shit. We're, we're in the wrong decade, so. Yes, yes. Yeah. I, I believe you're over the moon to have heard and to be educated as to what it is. Ah, oh, so I was on honeymoon with Renee in Dublin. Sabbatical. So, sabbatical. But yeah. I was on sabbatical. I'm all confused with all of this. Jeff, <laughs> uh, heard of men. It's I'm been sorry, a week. You just assume my gender. Yes. Wow, you're so toxic. So toxic. And that's the level of toxicity that you're going to get here at the Alleged Wrestling Podcast, episode number 222. Two. Wait. Yes. Um, yeah, so I'm Gordo, and somehow I'm running the show. I don't know how this has happened. This is a you've let Dougal do a funeral all over again. <laughs> and uh, we also have Mr. Fitz and Nikki. So, hey. yeah, Steve is no longer with us. Um, he is a dearly departed brother. Yeah. Departed the pub earlier. And yeah. He's still there. Yeah. Hard. He has got a, a mild case of the penis AIDS. Yep. 40 pints cause penis AIDS. So expected to be out for at least uh, three hours until we're on Twitch later on. Yeah, he may, he may be making a surprise recovery. And if you're listening back to the podcast after, um, after it's posted to our feed, he's already recovered and was playing games on Twitch with us last yeah. night. Um, yeah, so uh, Ooh, we will be on Twitch. Us. Yes, we will be on Twitch later tonight, Friday night, playing a bit of Fall Guys because there's a Fall Ball World Cup. So, uh, we love our bit of fall ball and they have a whole game mode around it and it's leaving the game tomorrow morning. So there will be cans. So for those, so, uh, flight. Be cans, there night will be balls, there will be crowns, fits. You might want to step away from your mic a little bit. No. Yeah, you're a bit too much up in its grill like you normally are with women. Just take a step back. <laughs> oh. No, I'm, I'm normal. I'm not doing anything different. But, uh, I can't yeah, hear yeah. me, so you need to tell me if I'm coming no, through too loud. It, uh, the last bit was too loud, but the earlier part of the sentence was fine. It was okay. weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah, how are your lives, gents? I, I had a, an interesting day yesterday. I was supposed to be, I had my uh, follow-up appointment in the hospital from my surgery from last month. So I was like, cool, I booked the day off work because it's a bit of, I'm now not living in Galway, so I need to make the trek up. Um, the penis enhancement surgery, yes. Exactly, yeah, my, my very enhanced penis. Um, yeah, I had, my, I had my appointment booked, half ten, it's like grand, I pop up, I took the day off, like pop up, pack back, be grand. Uh, had the car sorted and then Lisa was informed she needed to go into the office yesterday. So I had to get up early, drive from Ennis to Limerick to drop Lisa off, had Harley in the car as well. 
because uh, we realized there was no other minor, so I booked her into daycare in Galway while I was in Galway. Uh, so hardly the car down to Limerick, left Limerick, heading up to Galway, almost in Galway, get a call from the hospital. Yeah, we're going to have to cancel your appointment. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, so that was fun. Then I, I dropped Harley off and I said, fuck it, I'm in Galway. It was already in Galway, so I said, just stay in Galway. Dropped Harley off, went and got a haircut, went to go to CD Eternals, and then picked up Harley up and drove back down to Limerick. <laughs> nice. That's a quality day. <laughs> thoughts on Eternals? Non-spoiler thoughts on Eternals, because I haven't uh, seen it yet. I still haven't seen Shang-Chi yet. So. It's not a good Marvel movie. It's a grand movie, I thought. Um I think they probably should rename it Diversity because it was oh, very oh, obvious oh, that that's what they were going for with the movie. But it was grand. Like, it was, it was a grand. Hang movie. on now. I thought Diversity was also an old, old wooden ship <laughs> during the Civil War era. <laughs> Holy shit. We actually managed to get an actual Diversity reference in. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. See, this is what happens when Steve isn't around. But, um, Maybe that's what it is. So yeah, we've we're even branching out into movies this week. So there you you, you heard it here first. It needs to be renamed after an old wooden ship, uh, but a grand movie. Yeah. But speaking of Marvel stuff, what was announced today is the more exciting thing. That's the big one. It's a big one. Are you excited, Nick? X Men ninety seven. Yeah. Oh, X Men are the worst. It's the animated X Men cartoon from the nineties being continued. X-Men are the worst. Get out. The actual worst. I'm going to score so many own goals against you in football later on. I swear to God. I'm just going to fuck with you for the sake of it. What? Why is it so bad? It's incredibly good. It is really, really not bad at all. It is truly, truly phenomenal. Like, it's one of the greatest animated shows of all time. It's about as interesting as Baron Corbin is. Oh, you be careful. He's happy now. (laughs) <laughs> he's got a madcap Fitz he's got a madcap um, uh, yeah. lads did you um, did you ever get anything delivered from DPD lately uh, I try and avoid it because if I go on a bit of a if I go on a bit of a spending spree it can get pretty dangerous so uh, I try and avoid it but I have a feeling since you asked you did or did uh, not I, tr- I tried to <laughs> Uh so I went on to uh, Next, you know, the online shop for mm-hmm. clothes and whatnot. I like to, to spruce up the old wardrobe at least once a year. So I picked out a few things, bought them on Tuesday night, and got the order confirmation, blah, blah, blah. I got the email then Wednesday night to say the delivery would be out Thursday morning with DPD. You'd get it between 10 and 11. Grand. I, I, I always consider DPD to be one of the better ones. Oh, yeah, yeah. I prefer DPD uh, to fast away or any of them either. That wouldn't be hard. <clears throat> but um, so I am at the house and at 10.58 I thought geez they're cutting it fine I hear the van pull up outside I thought ah oh, grand I'll let him do his thing and I'll answer the door and uh, next thing I heard something get thrown down at the front door not hard but just n- noticeable sound that something was left at the front door and next thing I hear is driving off I, was like, I didn't even fucking ring the bell what a dickhead so literally as he was driving out the lane I opened the door and there was a box on the front porch I was like this is in my package. Because, you know, we all can recognize our packages, to be fair. Mm. We're all quite intimate with the knowledge of our packages, yes. Exactly. So, like, And this is a very small package, so I clearly knew it wasn't mine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was for some guy in my village with, um, let me just make up a fake address in case someone ever identifies it, uh, 9A 2nd Street. 
Now, obviously, it was a different street name, but yes. the fact that a nine A Second Street, aka in inverted commas, in inverted commas. Now, Nick and Gordy, you've both been to my house. Yes. It's not a street. It's definitely not a street. <laughs> it's barely a road. Fitz, let's be honest. <laughs> I live in the countryside, so I don't understand how someone could take a delivery and that has clearly a house number on it and think, hmm, this looks about right. It had a fucking air code on the box. So I was like, how can you get this so wrong? So obviously I ring DPD and I was like, um, want to get through to someone, want to talk to someone straight away because it's clearly on his truck and he yeah. just needs to deliver it. Couldn't get through to someone on the phone. I was on the phone 15 minutes and it just disconnected us, for fuck's sake. So I went down to Twitter. To be fair, they replied within five minutes and they said, Grant, we'll lodge it with the, the depot and we'll see what happens. Nothing happens. I had a missed phone call from a Limerick number that afternoon. And when I was on a call and work, couldn't take it. No voicemail left, so I don't know if it was them. I can only assume it was. Tried to ring it back. It seems to be only an outbound number. Just it wouldn't even ring. Got through to Twitter again today and raised it again. They said, oh, we'll get onto the depot again. Still nothing. What to do? Hmm. They're not great then, boys, are they? Well, I got an order from BPD during the week. Uh, they told me it was delivered at a certain time. And they were there during that certain time. And it was what I asked for. So it should be. But the, the, the funny thing was with all of this, right? And I'll pose a question to you in a minute. Last night, I was in at my cousin's watching the, the Irish football game. And I get a phone call from an unknown number. I was like, what the who the fuck is this? Because I, I knew the whole DPT thing. I was like, maybe it's just a driver and he's running late and he's found it in the back of the truck or whatever. Answered it. And it was our next door neighbor from like 50 meters up the road. It's like, hey, Stephen, uh, this is your neighbor, blah, blah, blah. Uh, there's a next package here delivered to the house today. Are you there? I'll just drop it down to you. I was like, uh, I'm not there, but you can drop it down at the door. Grant, cheers for that, thanks. Very sound of him, to be fair. Didn't have to do it. Yeah, it's dead on fair, folks. Yep. So the proposition I have and the proposal I have, is it kosher to then tell next, hey, I didn't get my delivery, DPD fucked up, give me a refund? Or is that just too shady? Um, I mean... Bear you in mind, technically, it wasn't delivered to you. Bear in mind, I still have the package belong to the wrong person because they haven't come and picked it up for them yet. Ah, uh, yes, Mister Nine A Second Street. <laughs> exactly. And like I've tried to ring him because obviously everyone's phone number is on the front of their parcels. Couldn't get through to him. So like, what the fuck am I going to do with this fucking box? Yeah, you'd have his address. To be fair, that's the line I use quite often. What am I going to do with this box? Um, I mean, you just try to get into it, though, so that's not going to be a great situation here. Yeah, I try to get into it, and I still can't figure out how to, you know? It's amazing. <laughs> and like I said, it's a very small box. <laughs> um, oh, it's quite the proposition, A bit, bit tight-like. Yeah. Tight-like tiger. Tight-like tiger. Um, I don't know, man. I... I'm a bit of a dickhead, so I probably wouldn't trust me on these things. But like, and I'd speaking from like them. someone who knows the how these things work, because I, I deal with it in work. You know, the company will charge that back from the courier as a lost parcel. They'll mm -hmm. get the yeah. value of that back from the courier. So I'm not going to be fucking over next, That's which I don't want to do because they they serve their function perfectly. I can't fault them one bit. I want DBD to pay because they're useless shower of bastards. I, yeah, I would nearly do it as a way of sticking it to them. Yeah, can't argue that. Like if if they're that bad to 
to get in touch with and to try and actually resolve an issue. Like, and it's one of the things I find funny as well because you mentioned it there twice. You had to go through Twitter and how quick they were to respond, as opposed to being on the phones. It's an amazing how quick these companies are to pick up on anything when oh, it comes yeah. to social media at this point. How like phone the phone lines are essentially just you know ah whatever fuck it piss it up a tree. All that matters now is their impressions on social media. So they're mm. so quick to yeah we've reached out to you with all this stuff. I know I'm, we're we're going there deliverance we're going there. <laughs> we, we got we got no Steven. There's no way he's listening back to this. So uh, we're no, going oh there. God, no. <laughs> they it's, don't know who I am. It, it could it, be it, anybody. Like it, it is the moral dilemma, though. It really is. Of do you, don't you? It's like it is a way of sticking it to them, but at the same time, it's you, you did get it in the end. But the, their whole inaction of it is, yeah, bit of a dilemma you got there, Mister Fitz. No, you do mm-hmm. flip a flip a coin. I'll flip you. I, thank you. <laughs> I guess. Um, you know, we'll discuss this further on Twitch later as well. I think that's something that can be decided better. We're, we're good at the old moral dilemmas over a couple of cans. That's an old Twitch <laughs> chat. Um, one person that we're not really seeing that much of over on Twitch or anywhere is uh, the old up, up, down, down lads. Oh, there's a segue there. Fair there's play. a fucking segue. That's Jesus. Oh, I'm a big fucking segue machine. Um, yeah, so apparently the stories that were coming out this week, obviously. Then Xavier Woods is seeing basically little to no additional money from Up, Up, Down, Down. Um, and that basically his hosting of G4, Up, Up, Down, Down, and everything else that he's doing is all being applied toward his downside guarantee, which goes back to the Twitch discussion that was had around WWE contracts there last year, where all their lads were hoofed off it. Um, apparently, it's the same for a lot of the regular cast as well, but obviously he's the one who's most synonymous with it and has done most of the work in building it up. Uh, when it comes to the ownership of it, apparently he never owned it. Um, so it's basically it's the license, or like all the licensing and everything around up, up, down, down, all the trademarks and stuff. Far as not, it, we can tell from what the stories are out there that he doesn't own it and it's all through the company. Um, so basically, Woods has decided to hold out from creating content until he gets a better deal out of it, which kind of shocked people because everyone thought he either had a deal in place or that he was going to do well out of it but uh, in relation to gaming a lot of people close to the situation think he's not seen an extra dime for a channel that he's ever grown to be close to two and a quarter million subscribers (sighs) how fucking carny is that that's third parties Gordo it's third parties independent contractors that's dodgy as fuck like um like, look, obviously, we know he has a celebrity of it to, to help build the channel and stuff. But, like, we've seen ourselves, even from trying to grow the channel, how fucking tough it can be. Uh, just in general for content creators out there. There's so much content out there. To be able to hit the level of subscribers they have, it just shows how damn good they are at it. Um, they're probably seen, like, the company's probably seen huge revenue out of this. And the lad who's responsible for it has seen fuck all. It's just so carny. It's uh, yeah, <sighs> not surprised. Oh uh, God, no! <laughs> you know, it's the worst part. And they're taking advantage of his good nature because he seems like such a nice, quiet, respectable guy. You know, despite what you might have seen on some viral videos. <laughs> but um, 
I think they are kind of taking advantage of him. Okay, don't do things to her respectfully, all right? Yes. Um, Consensually, of course. Yeah, exactly. But like, yeah, even if you look at like some of the things that the video went out there, only a couple of weeks, if not maybe two months ago, maybe maximum of the. Remember the video of him where he was at a live event and somebody had the up, up, down, down championship, mm. uh, like in the front row, right next to the ramp, and the video came out of him being over tanking the person forward, and he's like. You know, it's people like you that are helping make this and are kind of helping helping grow me and helping, you know, put food on my table kind of thing, essentially. You know, like that was only two months ago and just something as simple as that where, like, that's how grateful he is to the fans and to the people. As you said, Fitz, it just ties into that narrative of he is this nice guy, you know. Um, mm. That, yeah, I think that's probably part of the surprise of him actually holding out is because it probably seems opposite to his nature, but fair folks to him. You know, um, it's about time more and more of these people are standing up for these things. So, what's the end game? Not the Marvel film, but what's the end game of this uh, situation? We're up, up, down, 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 left, right, left, right. Like he's not getting the rights to it. Like so, he get the rights, but did they pay the man? Pay the man his worth. Um, then the day if they don't, cool. Whenever his contract is up, he heads off. And AEW Games has one hell of a person to fucking lead it. Mm-hmm. You know, thoughts of him and Kenny. They can actually do proper licensed stuff of him versus Kenny for different games. That'd be huge. Um, at the end of the day, it's a case of not even that. Like, any of the feedback he's gotten from some of the hosts and things he's done over the last year have been fantastic. You yeah, know, um, he did really go out of the EA play. Like, that was that was brilliant. Absolutely loved it. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's just company's company is shitty again. Um, it, it seems to be a weekly thing of what shit has come out about WWE this week. Um, yeah, Gordo, did you not see their quarterly call last week? They're, they're, they're strapped for cash. They can't Z- afford to Z- Xavier, Xavier Woods made them two hundred and fifty million in operating profit last year or last <laughs> quarter. That's what I heard. Our operating revenue. Sorry, I nearly fell into the same trap as everyone Jesus. I gave out about last week. Toxic. Um, but yeah. 66 in actual profit, exactly. Hantog's got, yeah. But yeah, everyone else was reporting. Everyone else was reporting 225 million in profit. That's not what it was. No. But it was only 66 million in profit for the quarter. Oh, not company, sure. They're fucked. They're fucked. Strife lads. It. Dying, lads. They're dying. Uh, they're dying. The company's dying. The company's dying. Um, yeah, look, it's, it's just one of the things. These contracts are really shit and are really weighed towards the company in such a way that it's I, I think at the end game to kind of look back to what you were saying is potentially for changes in how these contracts are structured to allow some more of these kind of things or to allow that if people are you know growing platforms like this that they have a bit more input or kind of a bit more I don't know I get, they see better rewards and better payoffs out of it um, because yeah as it stands them contracts are pretty shite mm. call a spade a spade I uh, kind of lean with that one. I'm not going to do a sweet and sexy segue as you did, but uh, Brian Danielson was on Ariel Helwani's podcast this week, and he says that WWE talent should have the option to give a 90-day notice as well, and that the deals should not be so one-sided. I think the same in- as the Ebray lads. Interesting concept. Yeah. Or, if you're going to, to kind of make it a bit of a fair uh, deal honor the fucking contract yep you know if you're giving someone a three-year deal 
then that person, you know, irrespective of, you know, the person and the, the ability to do the job, you know, in their private life, they're budgeting for the next three years at a certain income. You know, they are going to be either buying a house, starting a family, all that sort of stuff. They need financial security to do that. But if they're living literally paycheck to paycheck with the knowledge that they could be cut at any stage, that makes a very difficult work-life balance. Yep. 100%. Always stressful. Yeah, Always yep. have that in the back of mind. Even if it was a case of obviously not 100% of it as a payoff, but like, you know, if you're cut within this time, you know, 40%, 50% of the remaining, you know, a yeah, percentage like, of. Like if you cancel a fucking contract for TV or something, you have to end yep. up paying off whatever, whatever's left on yeah. a percentage of it. Buyout fee. Yep. Uh, remember those days, lads? Remember uh, the days I haven't discussed buyout fees with customers? Oh, in the before yeah. times? Yeah, those were the days. I don't want to pay it. Well, cool. <laughs> we'll just pass this on to our debt recovery yep. agency and uh, you'll be okay. Hired goons, lads. Hired goons. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's like, at the end of the day, he's right. Uh, again, second segment in a row where we'll say these contracts are not that, like, obviously the money is potentially good, but the actual all-round thing of these contracts, the all-round kind of payoff of these contracts is always going to be weighted in the favour of the company. Um, yeah, it's kind of like what Rory said last week as well, is that, the, you know, the workers have no rights in America. No, oh, fuck no. Like fair enough, I, I, I think workers can have too many rights to be able to, you know, bend companies over a barrel. But, um, it's crazy that you can be fired from a full time position with no just, just cause, cause. Yeah. and no notice. Yeah, here, don't come back in Monday. Good luck, KK. Thanks, bye. It's like what the like, fuck has happened? You can't do that in Ireland, thank God. Like we're very fortunate to have good employment laws to prevent these sorts of things. Because if you do, you can take them to the cleaners. Oh, yeah. com- companies have been trying to fucking fire me for the last 10 years. Look at that for <laughs> <laughs> Schmucks. Um, yeah, no, it is, though. It's uh, you, you see stuff like this that makes you realize how lucky lucky we have it over here in a lot of respects. Um, I you say time, a lot of things about America and you realize how lucky we have it over here in a lot of respects. Look, we're not getting into the Rittenhouse trial. Um <laughs> Um, yeah, but yeah, it, it, it's mad. Uh, one thing though, where's uh, Andrew Yang? Is Andrew Yang busy sorting out all these contracts? <laughs> he did do mention it like a couple of weeks ago that this was hopefully moving in a way, but uh, definitely not as uh, loud and as rambunctious as he led it to believe before the election. Probably because he didn't get a seat at the cabinet, but that's beside the point. Yeah, he's a. Uh... Yeah, but even at that, he's like, you know, I'll still have the ear of whoever it was and all that stuff. And uh, he doesn't seem to be pushing it this hard, just saying. Mm-hmm. Just devil's advocate, that's all. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, back to it, Mr. Danielson. Spot on. Um, yeah, buddy. He's a, he's a very smart man, you know, uh, yes, Mr. Danielson. Uh, he also has a book of Vince McMahon. Did you hear that clip from the Observer this week? No. Yeah, basically, apparently, uh, this is legit coming from a conversation between Alvarez and Meltzer on the Observer this week, um, where apparently Brian Danielson, Brady, as I affectionately call him, has a book of everything that he's learned from Vince McMahon that he started basically when he joined the company back in... What, did it, what year was it? 2008, 2009, whatever. Nice. Um, that, yeah, 2010. Yeah, and it was sometime around the turn of the decade. Um, yeah, so he has a book 
of everything that he's learned from Vince McMahon uh, over the couple of years. Is, is oh. he going to publish this book at some point? I kind of hope so, because that'll be a fucking Thank interesting you. one. Uh, actually, yeah, it'll probably get Vince cancelled, so if he actually cares about Vince, probably not. I reckon that book on its own could probably be in a, a fucking season of Dark Side. <laughs> um, yeah, so... And also, actually, just one final thing on Danielson. The man is making a play for wrestler of the year off of four months' worth of work. What a fucking hero. Uh, for a off. guy who kind of wanted a casual contract and, uh, you know, the, the AJ Styles deal, he's putting in the effort. He's yeah. doing the work, as Cody would say. Oh, hell yeah. I know, don't get me wrong, I also know that he worked early in the year as well, but I just mean, like, his actual run in AEW just feels like a man who's like, forget yeah. everything else I've done. Just look at all this stuff and give me wrestler of the year, please. Yeah, it's, it's great when you think he made a event to WrestleMania this year. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, hasn't Christian main event to pay-per-views for three different companies this year? That's if you count Royal Rumble. Being in the Royal Rumble as main event a pay-per-view. I count it. Was. Like, yeah. Drew Carey main event to the pay-per-view. Like. I count it. Tyler X main event. Oh, no, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think the Rumble was the main event that year. Fuck. <laughs> Let's go back and check. Um, yeah. Um, I didn't read it yet, but I think you guys might have touched on already. The Eddie Kingston article. Oh, very good. Phenomenal. So I haven't seen it. So tell me tales, paint the picture. What happened? What did he say? Oh, basically just going through kind of his life, uh, kind of halfway going through his life story saying about how, um, all, uh, when like his friend, um, passed away after suicide um Ooh. he just kind of put lots of things in context and like he was he was the friend that reached out when eddie was in his lowest place earlier and it was just it was just a very emotional article and just you can tell you can read the whole thing in his voice because it was pure like an eddie kingston promo style as well at the same time but yeah. i just recommend reading it if you haven't already it is so good is there did you learn anything new about him from it uh, I would say that particularly new because he kind of covered stuff that he's kind of already made, been pretty public about but um, it's still very good emotional wise he's just really putting himself out there uh, I suppose that kind of leads into uh, to Rampage and the, the Eddie Kingston CM Punk promo oh, oh yeah, mama that was, la- that was in the last week show wasn't it yeah yes and it has already won the moment of the week award <laughs> hard to argue that one hard to argue that one uh, how good was that? That was very good. That was I was very sports entertained from that promo on Rampage last week. It, and, and it real. It did, and it, out of it, I'm not sure who's the face and who's the heel going into this match. Like they both have a bit of boat in it. They're both tweening. It's great. Learn the lines. Yeah, but yeah, it felt like uh, who pointed it out? I can't remember who pointed it out. It wasn't me. I won't take credit for it. But it felt like the inverted CM Punk John Cena promo from 2011. Mm. You know, where Punk was calling Cena the dynasty. You have become what you hated and all this sort of stuff. And um, people are claiming it to be very similar and, and an inverted version of that. Kind of hard to argue. Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, just Eddie calling out that Punk wasn't the nicest back in the day to all in the indie record when he was the big dog in the indie locker rooms. No, that was Big Dog. That that's Roman Reigns. Yeah, big Dog. You're using the comparisons here to WWE. You know? <laughs> that's Roman Reigns' phrase. Not Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. <laughs> what do you think of the promo, Gordo? Uh, phenomenal. Um, just 
yeah, what can you really say about it? It's, t- it's the two best talkers in the company going out there and saying something that just feels real. Like, obviously, you know, we, we, we know that there's a fucking level of respect there between those two guys. But yeah, there's the similarities of the scene of promo, which, let's be honest, knowing how good these two guys are, that's intentional. You know, they'll, they'll have copped something like that themselves and know that there was fucking money in running that sort of an angle. Um, yeah, it was just, it, it was good shit. Uh, it was just two of the best talkers in the business just going out there and, yeah, and it, just even the rare things that they're doing, like that AEW don't really do, such as the pull apart with the minions coming out and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know, it's, it's stuff that they just don't normally do, mm. which is why when they do it for feuds like this, it makes it feel more real. So what you're saying, Gordo, is less is more. Less in most cases is in fact more. And uh, yeah, AW when they do the less is more approach to certain things, they're normally the bits that get people the most hyped. Um, like as excited as a lot of people are for like the main event and stuff of this pay-per-view, you're seeing as many people talking about this match, which has very little build to it if you look at it. Off three weeks build? Yeah, and it has as many people ex- as excited about that as are looking forward. Like, uh, uh, more people are excited for this than are excited for fucking Derby MJF, if you ask me. You know, anything that they've been looking for big stories behind, and then this one, a three-week build, everyone's like, yep, this and the main event are the two we're looking forward to. So that just shows how good these guys are. Um, yeah, veins. I didn't have enough veins to hook it up to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I thought after listening to the start of Rampage that Punk and Eddie couldn't live up to um, the promo by the acclaimed. Burning Brian Danielson's father-in-law. That was very, very good. I'm over the acclaimed shtick. I still like it. I'm getting back into it again. Because mm-hmm. they're, they're doing the whole anti-heel thing versus Tony Khan. Uh, and to be fair, they're they're both good wrestlers as well, which mm. you know, if you cut out everything else and if the raps aren't your jam and you know, if you're not happy with their shtick or their some of the stuff might be a bit slapstick or a bit too on the nose, at least you can enjoy the wrestling. Oh no, wrestling fantastic. I like I like watching both of them in the ring, but just yeah, the the rap thing, I'm just like, I'm over this. Dude. Yo, 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 listen, yeah. listen. <laughs> Dude, you're you're thir- you're thirty two. Stop going around like a fucking sixteen year old trying to do his first rap, please. Uh, yo, you know? um, yo, listen, listen. I did like the Bernie got in on dynamite on uh, Jungle Boy though about Anna J hanging out with all the uh, <laughs> oh, guys. Oh, yeah, Just hanging out with eight guys. Mad for uh, all the guys apparently. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, uh, good wrestlers though. Uh, to be fair, Rampage in general last week was fucking fantastic. I really enjoyed last week's Rampage. Man, I wish Rampage was on any other night in a primetime slot because that one hour of wrestling is fucking fantastic. Yeah. It's just, nice to to have, it's just nice to have one hour wrestling shows again. I mean, like, yes. obviously we had NXT for the longest time and then when that kind of stopped being a one hour thing, we had uh, NWA Power come along around the same time and as a one hour show, I was like, oh, this is amazing. And now that's kind of behind the paywall so no one really watches it anymore and now you have rampage as your one hour wrestling it's like it's great one hour wrestling works it's amazing how we we always seem to enjoy one hour wrestling shows isn't it it's, mm. it's just they're easy to digest but you often find that the companies try and put good quality stuff into the hour as so well why isn't anyone watching nxt uk <laughs> uh 
because because of the uh, nonsense. Uh, the yeah, yeah. Um, yeah the, I have the feeling that the police are showing up to most of the tapings as well. Uh, <laughs> can't, can't get invested in the roster because half of them won't be no, there in two months. St- time. St- sorry, st- stings with AW. Are we in? Yeah. So. Oh, oh, oh. oh, moving oh, along Any cancel coins in the chat for that? Oh, that was, was bad. bad. I apologize. Yeah. We're going to move on quickly, but someone who probably can't move on too quickly is uh, the Undertaker. I was able to get his knee sorted hey. out again. So yeah, he's. I don't know who he's doing an interview with, but apparently he's his two hips are only partial replacement, so he's probably going to have to get them fully done. But the next thing he's getting done is he's getting his knee replaced after hunting season, apparently. Hmm. Uh, poor Taker. Showed up at the Cowboys game with a Blue Lives Matter shirt this week. <laughs> of course yes. he did. You know, yep, and yep. caused him to lose. Yes, <laughs> thank, thank you, Taker. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't just lose. They got obliterated. Yeah. I, I, I didn't really want to bring up football, Nick, especially after last after night. After last night, before, you know, I, yeah, I, 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 I happened to get up in the middle of the night and I saw the score. It was the start of the fourth quarter. I was like, it's 6-3 to the Dolphins. I was like, oh, come on. We have to get something out of this. It's 21-10. Yeah, they should not have called. And their linemen scored a fucking amazing touchdown. They got the cute with that. They I should, yeah. The certain well. ones were like, just leave it fucking stand. Uh, for a play like that, just leave it stand, you uh. dickheads. Uh, not that's a, such a stupid rule. Like, if you're on the offense on the pitch, how can you not be an eligible receiver? Yeah, it's such a stupid rule. What What's the benefit of that rule? I genuinely don't know. I'm assuming it's to allow for coverage and stuff, or at least like you know, if you're alignment a certain a certain yardage downfield, then you can you know or whatever. Mm. Uh, it it is a stupid rule, but then again, the refs in general have been pretty dodgy in the NFL for the last. While haven't they? And a uh, little hip check here and there that happened in the last week. They just they they they, uh, they did to the to the Bears what you like to do to them uh, whenever you can. I don't know. Do you know what the worst thing is? I felt sympathy for the Bears. That's how bad the refereeing was in that game. Packers fans everywhere, myself included, were feeling bad for the Bears. They got screwed that badly by the referees. Like you have to fuck up pretty badly for Packers fans to be saying, "Ah, the Bears got kind of hard done by," you know. Um, but apparently, according to the ref, he didn't w- uh, pull the flag for the contact with the umpire. It was because he was what showboating in front of the bench. He fucking walked over <laughs> towards the bench of the people that caught him fucking a month ago after him making a sack in a big game on primetime TV. Fuck off. What does uh, Jordan call it? Uh, the NFL, the No Fun League. No Fun League. Yeah. <laughs> Remember years ago where there was all the complaints about celebrations and stuff, and you know there was a big thing of oh they're easing the restrictions on celebrations after touchdowns. Yeah, but now you can't walk over and look at the bench of people that are after fucking cutting you a couple of weeks ago and said you weren't good enough for them. Haunting. Fucking piss off. Yeah. Ah, that's a fucking joke. It's yeah, it was bad. It was so bad, and the ref was literally holding his flag, waiting to get bumped. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah, weird week, weird week. Felt felt guilty for the Bears for a couple of like felt bad for the Bears for a couple of days, and it's uh, not a nice feeling. 
No, you feel dirty outside for that. I, I do. I've had to wash myself in fucking bleach and all kinds of disinfectant for the last 48 hours and I still well, can't get the stank off. You have to do that anyway, though, to be fair. I know, yeah, it's part of my penis aids uh, <laughs> fucking rehab. But I had to stay in there for an extra two hours each day just to try and get the bears stank off me. Mamma mia. Yeah. Speaking of trying to get the stank off him, someone has moved away from the wrestling industry and is going to Hollywood. Wait, Jesus Christ. You're on fire with these fucking segues. And fuego. Uh, Wyndham Rotunda. There's a fucking name and a half. Why didn't you ever use that? Because it's terrible. I don't know. I like it. Let's yeah, Bra- go, Bray- Wyndham. Bray Wyatt's off to Hollywood. Yeah, it's like a horror movie or something he's doing, is it? I didn't actually see the, the the synopsis of the film, but if it's if it's an actual Hollywood film, fair fucks to him. Yeah, anything could be classed as a Hollywood film. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know what level Hollywood film it's going to be like. Yeah, Gordo has featured in many a Hollywood film. Yeah, I have normally <laughs> by myself. It's, a, it's normally a one man show, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I look fair play to the guy. At the end of the day. His character work was always solid. Guy always had ideas, was always able to portray a character well. I think a movie into acting is probably going to serve him quite well. So, yeah, more power to him. Fair fucks. And to show just how fucking out of touch Vince McMahon is, apparently the rumours going around this week is that by the time Bray was leaving WWE, they weren't even on speaking terms. Hmm. Because Bray was uh, so disgruntled with the, the booking and the creative that was thrown his way. Which, after seeing WrestleMania and that fucking abortion oh, of a match he had with uh, Randy Orton and Alexa Bliss and uh, the black jizz coming down her face or whatever it was, for fuck's sake, like, Come how on. could anyone go through that and say, geez, Vince, that was a fucking great idea. Thanks for that, buddy. Yeah, that, op- that was the first match as well, wasn't it? Yep. That first match it. on night two? Yeah, night, night two. Was it night no, two? Night one was Lashley and uh, Drew. Yes. Oh, I yeah, remember yes. Night yeah, yeah, 2 yeah. kicked off with that and it didn't get much better. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Um, again, lads, it could really be our fucking tagline. Does that surprise you with this company? Um, you know, people who are actually wanting to do stuff. We've covered it here. People who are wanting to come up with creative characters who are out there and are able to essentially be merch machines, they fuck them over. Someone who manages to grow, like the most out there platform that's great for, you know, bringing in revenue and is a real growing revenue stream for them. They fuck him over. We've covered both of that in the last hour. You know, we fucked over people. Hmm. Yeah, um, RVD, the man who was living legit the embodiment of live your best life, uh, got hitched to Katie Forbes. Finally, uh, what's her girlfriend feel about all this? <laughs> I wonder. Um, ah, fair fucks. I think we're all big RVD fans, like mainly for his in ring career. Don't really care about what goes uh, on. Uh, in. 
his personal life. life but, he does uh, not give a fuck about anything. He's he just doing whatever he wants, whenever yep. he wants, and as Fitz said, living his best fucking life. Yep, kudos to the guy. Um, yeah, not my love for RVD. Uh, always loved watching him. What got so many people, I think, interested in ECW, seeing some of the stuff. Yeah. Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame career, and now seemingly he's having a Hall of Fame life for himself as well. Yeah, Fair folks. Antox says, "Yeah, he's pretty much retired from wrestling. Sure, he's got. He's, he has a a weed I, company now. He has a, he has his eye injury. Basically, WWE will never clear him again anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, but he's got his weed company, so he's got income in, income, and it's a great way for him to have free weed. So yeah, he's having the best <laughs> smoking life with his with his yeah. porn star, with his porn star now wife and her girlfriend. Yeah." Lads. what a life what we're a life so, we're, we're doing something <laughs> wrong here Nicky's got part of it sorted he's got the wife part sorted the rest of us are doing something wrong like um, yeah fair folks RVD uh, that's really an hour things right will, will, will we go to wrestling maybe oh, do we have to? have to now I don't, do we have well, we have we have one thing Fitz can I interest you in an old trip up to Dublin to a massage parlour <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Gordo, this this confused me and entertained me greatly during the week. Um, so I saw this headline and I shared it on to the Super Secret Production chat. Uh, the headline is, Husband jailed for helping wife run massage parlor providing happy endings. So I thought, okay, well that seems fairly cut and dry. He's obviously, you know, orchestrating and running a, a shady massage parlor. So, I, just, I was curious. I was, I'll read into it here a little bit and see what happens. So, the, the man who assisted his wife in the management of the parlor uh, has been jailed for two months. Uh, he denied to the guardie that he had any knowledge of any illicit acts being carried out in the massage parlor managed by his wife. So, his wife managed it, and he's claiming he didn't know what was going on behind the scenes. Prior to, his, to their arrest, both had been arrested. Um, the Gardaí, the police force in Ireland, had issued two warnings to cease any illicit activity being performed on the establishment. So the police were fairly sound about it, to be fair. Like, they gave him a couple of warnings. Uh, and the, the courts had heard that there was no suggestion that any of the workers in the parlour were trafficked or coerced. So obviously they were compliant in what was ever was going uh, on. Actual employees. None of this independent contractor bullshit <laughs> going on there. <laughs> um... What what really confused me as the more I read this was the fact that um, the wife, she was arrested and she was charged, but she was given a two and a half year suspended sentence, fully suspended. So she didn't actually have to serve any jail time. Very confusing. For actually running it. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but the husband was given an 18 month prison sentence with only 16 months of it suspended. So he actually has to serve two months in prison because of this. Or something um, he doesn't... What? And the, the judge said, um, when passing judgment, the judge said he seems to... This seems to have been a relatively small operation rather than one with multiple premises and it was clear the accused man's wife was managing it. Not sure how he came to that considering she got a, a longer sentence, albeit suspended. The judge said the accused was assisting and living off illegal earnings she said there was something particularly parasitic about the type of existence of living off illegal earnings of a woman. I am oh, still no. so confused what? by this. 
How would he have known? Wife says, I'm running a business. Okay, cool. Fair play. How's business going? Oh, it's going great. You know, sometimes the days are a bit hard. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's your thick and fast that day. Um, You know, but you know, sometimes you're just hoping for, you're just hoping that these days will have a happy ending. Um, Right right mess of a day. Yeah. Yeah. Just had to, you know, bit of cleaning, you know, a couple of shifts. Um, Yeah. It's. Yeah, it's just a little from column A, a little from column B. Yeah. Uh, it's a good thing the difference didn't fucking show up there, or else they'd be, else, else they'd be still fucking going at they'd it. They'd be shafted, so, so they would. That'd, that'd, that'd be a multi-person job, the size of that thing. Oh, hey. um, yeah, it's. I don't understand that how he is getting jail time for something she done, only because he was involved in helping place a couple of ads apparently for the hiring of the staff but again that's something that could be completely just innocent about stuff you know i don't i don't get it mm-hmm. just justice for that guy we're not going to go into names but justice for that man because he got screwed over worse than johnny tightlips did in the b show a couple of months back <laughs> um yeah just one of them fun weird stories of what the fuck is going on it is not steve that's not where steve is we can confirm <laughs> uh, that it was not steve and kira uh, had the secret uh, kira had the secret massage <laughs> time stamp what's the time stamp uh, jesus christ steve see about 45 minutes in you won't have to do some editing uh, if you're listening no, back to this if you if you're not listening to this then i, I i'm sorry for gordo uh, but uh, he's not kill him in his sleep yeah, no, it it one hundred percent was not Steve. Um, can confirm, not can Steve. confirm it was not Steve. We were talking to Steve only recently, and he will be on Twitch with us later tonight. Although you can probably sneak a PC into a prison cell by now. Just saying, oh, lads, lads, I need to read on. Sorry, I need to read on. This is it's hilarious, right? And I'm going to use a little bit of phrasing here. Uh, during the sentencing hearing, Detective Garda <clears throat> told uh, the barrister prosecuting that. In January 2016, Agarda went undercover, posing as a client at the massage parlor, and was offered a happy ending. Offered. I'm going to read the next line. I'm going to read the next line. Detective said her colleague then revealed himself to be Agarda. <laughs> Where is he keeping the badge? Oh, sorry. Oh, I, my I, God. I, that I thought, thank God there was no comma in there. That would have been just too funny. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. um, yeah, that story is kind of strange. But yeah, we just thought it was one that was worth sharing with everybody. Mm. Uh, and can confirm again, not Steve. <laughs> just, 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 to, yeah. just to drive that one home. Um, I suppose as we're nearly an hour in, we should probably get into a bit of wrestling uh, if we have to. Okay, we'll, get, well we're- Let's we'll skip all the main roster stuff. Yeah, main roster happened. Nobody really gives much of a fuck about it. Um, yeah, I did Rampage. not see any of it, so I wouldn't be able to weigh in anyway. I will say, Raw, for the second week in a row, really good matches. Actually, what happened with Kevin Owens? Did he turn heel? Yeah. He laid out Biggie after... Uh, basically... During the main event, it was Rollins' owns. Uh, near the end, they were brawling out over near the commentary table. Big E was on commentary. He kind of stood up over out of the way at one point. Uh, when it hits around about an eight count, Rollins is rolling back into the ring. Owens goes to try and get past him, but Big E is basically in his way, so he can't get around him in time and ends up getting counted out as a result. 
So Owens basically blames Big E for the loss and beats the fuck out of him and hits him with the powerbomb onto the apron and storms off looking pissed off. Did I see somewhere that there was a, a tease of three months or three years in terms of contract he, duration? He did mention in a promo earlier on the night, but yeah, it doesn't matter if it's three hours uh, or was that was that last week? I thought it was it might have been this week. But he yeah, he's mentioned he's mentioned at some point on TV recently about three months or three years. Uh, yes, yeah, so he, he has teased the three months recently. All the main roster weeks are just rolling into one at this point. But uh, yeah, for the second week in a row, really good matches. Uh, I just don't give a fuck about 90% of the people that are on the show, unfortunately. Um, Did I you, see that um, Adam Pierce wants Raw to win over SmackDown because Yeah, for some reasons? reason. For some reason, Adam Pierce wants Raw to win over SmackDown. See, um, like, re- yeah, give that reason. That gives some sort of stakes. Like, have one of them backing each show. At least it's something. Yep, literally say that he has a bet with Sonny Deville that when it comes to this match, Team Raw is better than Team SmackDown. So there's, you know, just something as simple as that. That's all it has to be. It Um, makes no sense. All he wants is just stakes. Yep, money's too tight for stakes. It's tasty. Only only made 66 million in profit last quarter. Money's too tight for stakes. Um, but yeah, look, if if you're up for watching a bit of wrestling that you don't really care about any of the people that are involved in it, I'd recommend watching Raw. Um, yeah, other than that, yeah. Um, SmackDown, again, I, it's fine for having on on the side while we're streaming, but I just, I'm struggling to find myself invested in it at this stage. <laughs> uh, oh, what's, what's he done? <laughs> you're a bad man and we fucking love your girtiness for it Uh. Um, that's fucking marvellous dude Uh, what we do Uh, right so we're going to save AEW because obviously we're going to have to get to predictions very shortly speed run of NXT Um, As, as NXT generally has been lately, it's been grand. Solid, like, fun, yeah. grand, does the job. Yeah. Main event was very good. Main event was really good. Solo Sokoa, he's he's a second coming of Umaga. Um, I, I, I've said it before, I, all I see is Umaga and so much of what he does. I think he's going to be fantastic. Hmm. Uh, Maybe I'd clarify people haven't seen was Pete Dunne versus Carmelo Hayes. Yeah. Uh, with Dexter Loomis on commentary. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, Saray went to match without nearly killing somebody. She tried. She tried. She fucking tried, but and uh, then Kaylee Ray fucked her up a bit. Um, fun match. Uh, Kaylee Ray, big fan of Kaylee Ray. So uh, Joe Gacy kept his winning streak going. He beat Boa by DQ. Uh, when, Boa, when Boa went, tried to go Finn Balor. Yeah, Bo got the Finn Balor lighting and started choking Gacy and wouldn't release the hold. And yeah, Gacy won. Lol. Oh, hang on. Something we have to talk about. Do you know what time it is, lads? What's time? Hey, yo, hey. It's jacket time. Oh. Oh, I thought that's later. That's some no. time stuff. Jacket time. That is a terrible name for a team under music is terrible. I, I'm okay with the music. Because the, it's the music suits Zickerman. Like it's that, that's yeah. the whole gimmick, but yeah. 
But uh, yeah, we had the Creed Brothers against the team of Jacket Time, which is Ikaminjiro and the legend that is Kushida. What have you done to Kushida here? Yeah, is, like I've no like I love I, I really like Ikaman and this is all great for Ikaman. It suits his character. I mean, that's Kushida is in it just does not suit Kushida at all. It's way Kushida should be challenging completely. for the fucking title. Can you imagine yeah. Kushida champa for the title? Instead, no, no, he's going to lose to the fucking Creed Brothers. What the fuck is this? Um, I get, I like the Creed Brothers. The taller of the Creed Brothers looks legit as fuck. Mm. I really like him. Poor Kushida. Yeah. Poor Kushida. Um, again, I'm I'm in on Diamond Mine, lads. I oh, yeah. I like everyone involved in it. I I think they're doing really good things with them. I think they're protecting them all fairly well. I I think it hides how bland Roddy can be. Uh, he just needs to cut promos that was always his weakest which, point yep and it goes back to what we talked about when it came to the releases last week hide the negatives accentuate the positives by doing this and putting him with someone as charismatic as Bivens they're hiding his negatives and he's able to just go in there and wrestle which is what he does as good as anyone out there um, yeah again, it was fine it was, a, it was a good match uh, again Creed Brothers you can see there's still room, a lot of room to develop, but the mm. fundamentals are really there and they're athletic as fuck. So, yeah. Exactly. Right. We're talking about the MVP. Are we going on to the MVP of, of, of NXT? Course. Well, sorry. The, they're, they're, let's be honest. The MVP of it was over in the UK, Mr. Braun Breaker. But this, the headline, the main man to talk about when it comes to NXT, Mr. D'Angelo. Angelo D'Angelo? No, that's his cousin. That's his cousin. His cousin's oh. Angelo D'Angelo. Different uh, shark. Different shark. Steve now, was very adamant that more people should be talking about Tony D'Angelo's cousin, cousin Angelo D'Angelo. He was very yes. upset that there wasn't as much people talking about it online. Yes, he need, more people need to discuss Angelo D'Angelo because how fucking amazing a name is that? Um, but yeah, he's going to be facing Dexter Loomis next week. So uh, when Indy Hartwell was having a promo backstage, he decided to pay her a visit. Uh, and he had a present for Mr. Loomis. And it was something that he'd be able to get the message from. Uh, he got it down to docks, and it was a fish. Only D'Angelo was yep. a fucking hero. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it was, and confirmed it was not alive. They, they confirmed that that fish it, was not alive. It was not a live fish. The one okay. that he handed in a bag. Okay, so what you're yep. saying is that Essentially, next week Loomis could be sleeping with the fishes. Could be missing some fingers as well, according to the promo. If it's just uh, shared, like like <laughs> uh, like the uh, Tommy Tums. Hey, yo, hey. <laughs> it's it's such, cool. a, it's such a cheesy character, lads. But I fucking love it. It's oh, so it's good. so hammed up. The man doesn't have to be able to like put on fucking five star matches when he got a character like this. I'm all right. in on it. It's yeah. the equivalent to an MJF type of persona. You know, their character and, the, you know, who they portray on screen is far bigger and far better than anything they could do bell to bell. Like The Rock, am I right? Yeah, quite yeah. literally. No, The Rock nah, could Ro wrestle. He could, he could wrestle. <laughs> uh, it wasn't his strongest scene. No, 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 it wasn't. It no, wasn't. No. Um, but yeah, no, I wasn't taking the piss. I'm a massive Rocky fan. Um, Gordo, how do you feel about Mike Bennett? 
Uh, I think him and his wife are a leech on multiple wrestling companies. No, uh, you can okay, well, learn how to be a leech on multiple wrestling companies. Pause that for a second, Gordo, because I wanted to read you a tweet from Mike Bennett himself where he says, and I quote, I'll be taking bookings for motivational speaking engagements. I'll share my story of navigating through a very unique business, my battle with addiction, my recovery, and staying motivated after losing your job twice. Resiliency and way more. I want my journey to help and inspire. Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he is stealing a living. Jesus Christ. And now he wants to teach you how to steal a living too. Lads, get over yourself, mate. Seriously. Lad was like solid, solid wrestler. You know, never, never anything terrible in the ring. Realistically, when they got to WWE, himself and his wife essentially became their entrance music, and then they went with the cock angle after, what, his second or third time returning oh, to the I company? Oh, I forgot about the cock angle. Oh, I hadn't forgotten about it. His balls are probably still firmly in the purse. Mm. Um, yeah, like, just let him fuck off. Uh, can we send him sleeping with the fishes? Hey, yo, hey. Hey, yo, hey. Um, yeah, look, look, fuck it. I, don't get me wrong. I know they have a family and shit. I hope he does all right for himself financially. I never like hearing of anyone fucking struggling. But at the same time, the man probably has some of the money he stole from his fucking WWE contract for, what, um, four years? Maria's on about opening OnlyFans. That'd be fine. Ah, Jesus Christ. That yoke's going to fucking clean up more than fucking that massage parlor had to after Deliverance showed up there. Um, But yeah, lads, look, NXT, it's fun. You know, it's, it's two hours that I don't notice the time going by. Um, I enjoy it more than I enjoy Raw, and I'm more invested in it than I am the people on SmackDown. So NXT is, while being developmental, still the best thing that WWE are putting out at the moment, which is worrying. Right. Sure is, buddy. Sure yeah. is. Um, what is happening on NXT this week? Cameron Grimes defeated the lad. Uh, Ru Feng, the guy who looks like he belongs in Mortal Kombat. Um beat him with the cave in and then he's going to be facing Duke Hudson in a poker showdown on next week's NXT so I'm assuming that's possibly going to now this might shock you it's going to possibly lead to a match at some point in the future I just have a feeling that these two professional wrestlers may end up in some sort of a match after a segment goes wrong did you just call them professional wrestlers yes you wash your mouth out with soap I'm sorry I'm 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 sorry for (laughs) miss misemploying them uh, I, I'm assuming if it's might have been referring to though and I don't have Steve's soundboard so I apologise is uh, War Games well yeah it was not TakeOver War Games it's they just, just War- announced NXT War Games it wasn't announced properly at all there was a no. distinct lack of one important part of this Mr. Regal he, has, he hasn't been on 2.0 at all yet nope which upsets me you could have at least brought him out for this one part. It's literally the meme, lads. Like he doesn't exist anymore. Apparently He's Ripsky. Ripsky. That's the thing. Antox with the shout out. Who's going to be the the men's teams? Who said there's going to be a men's one? Oh, I'm assuming yeah. there's going to be a men and a women's. I'd imagine there's one of each. Yeah. I mean, oh, that's... No. equality only means women have to do it. I. Going to throw it out there. I think there's going to be a. I think there's going to be two women in the men's one. No, I don't see it happening. 
I think I think you're getting um, Legato. Legato. Hmm. Again, oh, against you know, um, Swerve, Top Dada, no. Ashante, and B Fab. No. Oh, hey, no. oh. Um, well, actually, they just had a great few matches there not too long ago, maybe three weeks ago. They yep. had matches involving thought, all of those people. I thought it was being set up for that before Hit Row got called up. Uh, such a shame. Yeah, who, who did they have run out on them this week? Because that's basically going to be who it's going to be. Uh, I no, they attacked um, your man Zion Quinn. That was it. But someone After came to Electra. the end of that as well. I can't remember who now. Come blank. I can't remember. They're having uh, a match next week. And all. They're having yeah, a match next happened. week and all, and I can't even remember who the fuck it is. Um. But yeah, I had my head as like maybe they'd go that route and then you loop in like a, an EO or someone to be the female on the opposite side. You know, someone who won't mind taking a couple of bumps. Nah, I, I, don't, I don't see it happening, no. Ah, cool. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, look, more games is happening. It's always war fun. Games. It's war games. It's always exciting. Uh, we'll just have to see what they're going to do. But uh, definitely done a huge amount with regards to putting... Like even the thoughts of teams in place, so they're gonna have to do a bit of work on that front. Mm. When did um, it? it was what mid December? Then is the first, if I remember right? Or early yeah, December? I think so. Early December. So like December you're looking the women's one. You're obviously yeah. looking at toxic Fifth. attraction, toxic oh, yeah. attraction, and another against actually toxic attraction and Dakota Kai against EO Casey Caden and um, Raquel. Yeah, they're the two teams for the women's war games. I choose not to watch this year. Thank you very much. Um, what are you talking about? JC Jane is going to do great things in that. No. No. <laughs> no, not buying it. Um, no. Yeah. So look, that's that's NXT. It'll be fine. I'm, I'm sure War Games will be enjoyable, but it just... Yeah, just it'd be interesting to see where to go with the teams. Um, boys, it's time to get onto the meet. What everyone's here for. The main event. We get into a couple of predictions. Well, it's run true. Dynamite happened this week as well. Well, I was going to lump that in with the matches like Steve normally does. Ah, go for it. Lead the way. Um, yeah, so look, AW are running full gear. One of their four big pay-per-views of the year. It's looking like one hell of a card lads I'm not going to lie um, a lot of it came together quite late as well which is surprising for them yeah and I still managed to kind of get good kind of good vibes to like kind of you know I'm looking forward to a lot of what they have on this card um, yeah so we'll kind of try and go through what we can where we can um, I'll look at the, some of the stuff that kind of doesn't feed into anything from the pay-per-view first that happened on Dynamite this week Um Wardlow destroyed Wheeler Yuta. Um and oh did, boy did he fuck you, him you up. You mean new member of Chaos Wheeler Yuta? New member of Chaos Wheeler Yuta got fucking destroyed by Wardlow. Um yeah. I said it the other day, I would love to see War and I'm happy he didn't come out with him this week, but I want to see more of Wardlow away from MJF. Um They've started that already though. Yeah, they've, exactly. they've kicked off that narrative. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just stuff like this where he's coming out for these sort of matches where he doesn't need anybody else. He just comes out, destroys people, leaves. Perfect. You know, there's, there's no need for anybody mm. else to be involved here. He just comes out, fucks people up, and he's gone. That's grand. It's, That's it's, what I want from this sort of guy. And this was, this just kind of showed, oh yeah, this, this you know, big chunk of meat who can kill people 
he's still around and he can still kill people mm-hmm. without actually that being the story. Yep. It was just something in passing so that, oh yeah, I remember he had a match there a few weeks ago and he destroyed that young, the, the other guy. Oh yeah, he's probably going to do that to MGF when they, you know, it's just keeping it on the mind. Yep, and also stuff like this serves as a little kind of five minute palate cleanser. Yes. Right in the middle of all this stuff. You know, just... Mm. Here and it is, it, to be fair, it's a, it's a slow boil story that they have with Wheeler Yuta as well, that he keeps losing matches and, you know, he's learning, he's a trainee, rookie kind of young boy or whatever you want to call him. Uh, so it, it all ties together. Yep. Neat little package. Um, yeah, so look, it was fun. Um, oh, it was, it's a big package, Nick. I, I got a, I got a little package side, delivered. Like. I got a little package delivered to me. I wanted a big package, but I didn't get the big package. You did, though. Oh, you. This wasn't Not delivered to you. Look, Fitz, oh. the big package got delivered to your neighbor. Yeah. Your neighbor got that big package. And if you want a big package... <laughs> <laughs> See Bluetooth, we just make it so easy. It's it's, it's too easy. Like it, it's, we make it easy, and you can make it hard. That's oh Jesus Christ! You see, it's a two for in the space of ten seconds. Look what you're missing out on. You're missing out on all of it. Um, what we didn't miss out on though, a great tag match: Leo Rush and Dante Martin against Sidell and Lee Moriarty. It was a quite enjoyable. Um, Lee Moriarty's good. Mm-hmm. I d- I didn't realize after his first match that he's as technical as he is. Yeah, he can he can work. Uh, very very good, I'd say. And uh, you know, it was just good to see Leo Rush back there again, uh, back working. But how long until he retires? Uh <laughs> give it a month. Um, uh, look, it, it must have been tough for him as well. Was it his grandmother? I think passed away like the day before it as well. Yeah, um, he's missing Rampage tonight because of that. Um, and I just saw a tweet there that um, who's the kid he's training with. Dante Martin yes, has yes. a match against the debuting Arya Davari. Oh, oh wow. wow. Oh, nice. So that's happening on Rampage tonight. Uh, okay. But Leo Rush, one thing I wanted to say in that, uh, I think I saw a quote, and I'm, I'm hoping I'm quoting it correctly. I think it was from Mark Henry. He said, and it mightn't have been him because I remember they had beef before, but someone said about Leo Rush, the annoying thing about Leo Rush is he is just as good as he thinks he is. Mm-hmm. And even just watching that match, he's so smooth. Yeah. Like everything he does is on the money. It's crisp. It's sweet. It it hits what it needs to hit. You know, for some matches he'll need to slow down and tell more of a story. But in those sorts of matches, when he's in there with Dante Martin and um, Matt Seidel, where he can do the high risk stuff and you know high tempo stuff, I don't really want to watch many other people because he's that damn good. Draws your attention on here. Yep, can't argue that mm-hmm. one. He's okay, he's still only what. 25 or something stupidly young I think he's more than that now because he's what he's a 23 year old piece of gold back in WWE it was probably a few years ago now maybe I don't know he's 27 27 yeah, yeah he, turned, he turned 27 yesterday yeah still so that's it's ridiculous like uh, I remember being 27 that seems like a long time ago it was a long time yeah. ago <laughs> <laughs> no disrespect because it was a long time ago for all of us at this yeah. point dude uh, we it was a longer was, time ago for Nick, though. Well, yeah, it was, it, was, it, was, it was even longer time ago for Steve. Yeah, so long Steve ago that he, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's make fun of Steve when he's not here. <laughs> yeah, look at him sitting there in the prison cell. I mean, uh, no, no, exactly. not, not, the, not, Steve. Not, no, Steve. not Steve, not Steve, not Steve. 
to be fair, I have a feeling it's probably easier to get into a prison than it is to get into a pub at this stage if last fucking Saturday night was anything to go by. Uh, you had an ordeal, didn't you? you went to oh, last All right, go on. I want to hear this. Okay, quick one, right, yeah. So, uh, I, myself and Paddy were going out last Saturday night to, you know, just potentially crash an unofficial team night out for, uh, you know, Happened to meet up at the pub at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah people yeah, just yeah. happened to meet up with each other and it just so happened they were all on the same team. It's, it's just one of these weird quinky dinks. Yeah, we all just um, fancy go to a gay bar at the same time. Yeah, um, myself, myself and Paddy were like, oh, you know what, it would be interesting if we were to also bump into these people on their night out, including, you know, the person who was staying in our spare room that night. How weird would it be if we all ended up in the same place at the same time? Um, well, it turned out that didn't really happen because when we got there, myself and Paddy couldn't get in because uh, the place was too full, despite there being space, but obviously they're trying to use reduced capacity still. So we said, cool, you know what, we'll try and get, we'll try and see if we can go elsewhere and if there would also be room for all of the group to join us because it was nice that we had bumped into these people. And it wasn't a huge group, anyway. It wasn't. It was only like seven of us, eight yeah. of us, seven of us in total. Uh, so myself and Paddy managed to work our way through the whole way up through town, stopped at around about nine or ten pubs along the way. After about the third one, we decided, you know what, okay, we're not going to get a group, one for everyone. Let's just check with the lads and see if there's going to if they can keep an eye for more space where they are and we're just going to go in for just the two of us just get a table sit in have a couple of drinks and we can head back down to the lads later in the night we managed to work our way the whole way up to air square from down by the Roisin. so for people out of context that's literally the whole way across town for those not familiar with Galway before we were able to get a place for just the two of us. And even at that, it was, oh, yeah, we have a small table set up at the bar there. I suppose you can sit there. And it was the last available table in the bar. So that's the level of complexity to actually fucking get a, yeah. even a small table for two people in a bar in Galway at the moment. So, yeah, it's probably easier to get into prison than it is to get into a fucking yeah. bar at this stage. Eventually, some more space opened up in the pub we were in. The lads got back there just in time for last orders. Just in time for last orders. So we ordered two points, and while we were waiting for them to arrive, torn by Natalie and Brulia played. Ah, which, so you down your drink. And did I do it, Nick? Oh, he did. Damn, baby. You know, Gordo gonna do what Gordo gonna do. Uh, When's yeah. the next uh, points tournament, actually? I want to witness that. Uh, I don't know, but um, they want to hurry up, otherwise I'm return undefeated. <laughs> uh, and all I know is they're not getting the trophy back. Oh, controversial. Yeah, I'm CM Punk in that trophy. It's just going to be fridge. me. I'll, just yeah, I'm going to put it in the fridge, or I'm just going to take the picture of me sitting on the wall out front, blowing the kiss at the camera, just holding the trophy <laughs> in the other hand. You know? um, Anywho, back to the wrestling. Yeah, back to the wrestling uh, instead of me wrestling with my alcoholism. Um, but yeah, they're just dynamite. Fun matches across the board. Uh, Pack Dax Harwood, by the way. What a fucking main mm. event that was. Uh, brain buster from the top. Oh, oh that brain buster. Jesus yeah, that, that man needs to get his back sorted after that because there is no way he didn't fuck it up. Um, that was amazing. Um, uh, not surprised either, though. You know, those lads are two of the best. And you forget how good Dax is in the singles because of how good FTR are as a team. But yeah, this was just great. Um, what else happened on Dynamite? Danielson, Rocky Romero. It was great to see Rocky back. Really technical mm. match. It was kind of just a nice tune up for Brady, Ferdiel, 
final of the tournament. Nice um, little throwback as well, considering they both started out in the LA Jojo back in the day. Yeah. 2001? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's most of the stuff that didn't really have any consequences when it comes to tomorrow or tonight, depending on when you're listening to this. Or... Last weekend, depending on when you listen to this. <laughs> um, chaos, Bardo, chaos. Yeah, there, there wasn't really much chaos involvement here, really, was there? Let's well, Rocky was there. Rocky was there, but I'm saying, you know, for as much as... Like, and oh my brand God, new chaos now. member Wheeler Yuta was there. Yeah, but for as much as they bigged it up. And oh how many times did they name now. drop? How they named drop the God knows how many times. Okada. And brand new chaos member Orange Cassidy was attacked by Matt Hardy again. Mm-hmm. Neat. I thought that I thought that feud was finished. Yeah, same. Kill it with fire. Um it's grander having a match tonight on Rampage. Hopefully that'll be the end of it. Because, uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's done. We've done it seventy four times. It's over. It's done. Um yeah, we'll get into this. Um I'm not gonna bother talking about the pre show match in honor of Steve. So we're just gonna skip straight to the bottom of the other match listing. Right, Pack and Cody Rhodes versus Malachi Black and Andrade Alidalo. I don't know why this is happening, but I'm also not complaining about it one bit. Yeah, um, I suppose just for a bit of extra context, after the Pack-Dax-Harwood match, Pack won with the Brutalizer, Dax tapped really quickly, clever, saving himself for their match later this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, um... So he wanted to make sure he didn't take much damage. So also, while you mentioned that, JR foreshadowed that happening in the first match when Daniel Bryan, sorry, Bryan Danielson yep. was in a Brady. match with Rocky Romero, mm. and he said if Rocky got him into a submission, would Brady tap early to save himself for the pay per view? They foreshadowed it happening. Very very clever. I love when these things come full circle, and it's very easy. Mm-hmm. It's, yes, sir. it's very simple to do it. If you notice something mm-hmm. is coming, you're able to plan these things out. This is what happens when you actually have a plan as opposed to rewriting the show when it's happening on the fly. Because uh, if this was WWE, they wouldn't be able to fucking preempt something in the first match for something that's going to happen in the main event because they don't fucking know by the first segment what's going to happen in the main event. So look what happens. They're able to do something as simple as that. That's a nice little Easter egg for those that were paying attention. Simples. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so just quick run through then. Yeah, Pack tapped out Dax. Um, after the match, straight away, Cash Wheeler ran in and started beating the shit out of Pack. Lights go out. The crowd are kind of like, oh shit, oh, who's in for the save? Nobody. Let's yeah. come back on. Malachi Black and Andrade. I thought it was a really nice little fake out. Uh, really cleverly done. And then out came. Um, Cody Rhodes and the Lucha Bros for the save to run off the boys. I uh, will say though, like when Lice went out and came back in, I thought it's Black about it. was like when Andrade appeared, I was like, oh wait, yeah, Black's heel. Because yeah. <laughs> the whole Black and Cody feud, I'm thinking it the other way. So there's, yeah, there's it's lines burned all over the shop with it. It's a really yeah. weird feeling. Um, yeah, it was just it was, it was really well done. It was really nicely done. Uh, everyone involved in all this has been killing it. I'm looking forward to FTR getting a good match out at Lucha Bros this weekend. But uh, we haven't talked. About, we're not going to talk about that match yet. Who have you got for Pack and Cody against Black and Andrade, boys? Uh, I think Black and Andrade should win. They seem to have the momentum. Plus, it can help continue the the roads unraveling. 
Yeah, I think Fitz Pac doesn't matter. He can be the the collateral damage here. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. I think Andrade needs to win. Well, um, he bet last day. Yeah, but Black and Andrade definitely do need more momentum. Yeah, Cody and Pac don't need to win. Yeah, I think we're all in the same boat here. Yep, takes one to make sense. Um, since we kind of touched on it, I'm going to jump up the list to touch here. Uh, Lucha Bros versus. I do. Sure, I fucking may as well touch something that's not myself. Um, the Lucha Bros against FTR for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. So it's only for that the AAA ones are not on the line. No, they're online at uh, is a Triple Mania next month. Triple Mania next month, I believe. Yeah, third of December, I want to say. No, can cross work that now. Fourth. Let's go to head. Going to head to head with, with NXT. Oh, that's no, fifth. Never mind. No, they're going head to head with OTT. So is Chris Jericho. Like, <laughs> too much happening in one night. What am I going to mm. do? Um, yeah, I don't. I actually don't know what way they're going to go with this one. I reckon Lucha Rose retain, but like this, I'm not sure this could go either way. You have. I would go FTR to F- win this, and then Lucha Bros win the AAA at Triple Mania. But is there not a better way where we can flip these belts? Like, if we were to hold an in-ring segment, right? I'd be like, look, lads, we are American, and you're from Mexico. You're This is the belts from the, pro, the, the promotion in Mexico. Do you not want those belts? Can we just exchange them? And then a couple of belts fall on the ground, and somebody has to leave the arena before the others go backstage. You know, I, why could they not have a segment like that? I'm a genius. You know, um... I do like the idea, though, yeah, of they use these to basically flip the titles around. Um, it'll be interesting to see how FTR reaction goes at Triple Mania, though. Hmm. If, they, if, they, if they don't get stabbed or anything like that, you mean? Yeah, yeah, it'll be an interesting one. Um, yeah, I, I was originally thinking leaning more towards Lucha Bros, but now that you mentioned the whole the title swap, more sense, it yeah. does make a lot more sense. Yeah, shit, you might have something there because then you could potentially lead on to FTR against Santana and Ortiz for the titles and you finally put the belts on Santana and Ortiz. It's a lot of title flipping though. I think there's uh, more meat on the bone to having FTR as champions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, don't, well, I, don't, I still think Lucha Bros can have a few more bangers of people before they drop them. Yeah. Yeah, this is what I think the more you think about it, you could flip-flop over this every five mm-hmm. minutes the more you think of it. Um, I'm going to say FTR, but again, you, you ask me by the time you're finished giving your answers, I could be flipped back to the Lucha Bros. <laughs> I'm going to stick with Lucha Bros. I know that was my gut instinct when I saw the match originally. Um, I, I, I can, I'm trying to argue it in my head as how that makes sense, because it does make more sense for FTR, but I'm sticking with Lucha Bros. Because his best mate is Tony Khan. Oh, Eddie was his best friend. Oh, no, sorry, Penta is Eddie's best friend. But, yeah, but, uh, but also but Penta's best friend is Tony Khan according to the the <laughs> post show shows this makes no sense yep. <laughs> none of this makes sense uh, Fitz which way are you going are you going with, you going with the flip flop yeah I'm going to go FTR to win makes sense either way look did, I cannot wait for that match mm-hmm. um, for differing reasons uh, it could be sloppy shoppy with the Lucha Bros but also FTR or FTR um, 
this is sort of match that they're going to just make magic, I think. Uh, going to say potential match at night right there. Mm. It has uh, the potential to be it if it's booked right. Yeah, and generally they protect tag team wrestling. Uh, as much as I hate to say it, there's certain things I think they do badly with tag wrestling and AEW, but the overall match qualities are always good when it comes to these big pay-per-view matches. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, really high hopes for that. Really looking forward to it. Um, may as well get this. I won't say get this another way. It feels a bit harsh. Um, we need to discuss a point here, lads. I'll discuss points all night. Love points. We'll discuss points, but there's an issue that I have with this card. Oh. How does AEW Full Gear have more Extreme Rules matches on it than Extreme (laughs) Rules have? (laughs) The next two matches we're going to get into here are a Falls Count Anywhere match and a Minneapolis Street Fight. If I remember correctly, WWE's Extreme Rules had one match that had Extreme Rules. Yes. And AEW was just like, oh, we're going to have two of them, just for the sake of it. Exactly, Antox. It was the main event. They had a whole card building up to one Extreme Rules match. AEW were like, we're going to have these on the undercard. You know? Um, we'll get into the first one. Christian Cage and Jurassic Express, so Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, versus the super click of Adam Cole and hey, the Young Bucks. Sorry, I forgot to leave the pause. I apologize to you, Adam Cole. Hey, mate. Um, Think I left it that time. Um, yeah. <laughs> False count anywhere match. Where are we thinking? Where are our minds? Oh, on this, this is going to go mental. This is going to be out in the streets. This is you. You thinking like uh, Kings of the North in the National Stadium style? This could be an absolute anarchy kind of job. Is there a shoe store anywhere close to where this venue is? <laughs> <laughs> and are they going to pay retail? <laughs> Uh, I, I reckon Superclick are going to take it, um, but yeah, there's probably going to be a little bit of a falling out between the Unboxed and Adam Cole or miscommunication at some point during the match, but they'll that still like? win. I don't know. <laughs> Just cause. Are you no. fishing for something there? No, no, not fishing for anything. Look, there's, um, nothing, there's nothing in AEW at the moment that could ever be disputed. It's just, a, sol- it's just a solid era for the Unboxed, look. Yeah. Uh, but no, I reckon, I, I don't know if it's going that way. Yeah, it probably will. But um, like, obviously, you're already after teasing in la- the last week's match between Cole and Omega falling out. So they're already going down that route. And Cole is, let's face it, he's so over. He's a natural face. Yeah. Despite him being better as a heel, he needs to be a face right now. He, wor- yeah. he works so good as both, though. He works as a slimy face. Mm. If you get me in that kind of way, it's it's near, it's nearly a Michael's-y face. That it's like... You know, he can get away with the kind of little underhanded stuff because he's so kind of nearly cheeky about how he does stuff that I think even some of his underhanded stuff would work as a face. Mm. Um, this match could fuck, though. I agree with you. It, it, this could be anarchy in the best possible way. This is going to be 20 minutes, balls out, random shit. I think I'd be disappointed if it doesn't end up on the street. I know Minnesota is freezing cold, but I think that could play into it as well. It is saved uh, out on the street for this Minnesota street fight. I don't know if they would because of Dan Lambert and the UFC guys. Oh, that's true, yeah. Mm. They yeah. might just be more backstage and, you know, uh, controlled environment. Yeah, that's a good shout. Don't pre- take pre- risks You can pre-tape as well for that, though, if you do go ahead, whatever. What are you yeah. talking about? They wouldn't do such a thing like that, Nick. No, never. No, never. Not not never, no. Um, not yeah. never, no more. Uh, no. Yeah, I don't know. Um, 
Yeah, again, it's just another one of the matches where I'm like, I, I, not that I don't care which way it goes, because obviously, you know, I'm, I'm invested in the match. I'm really looking forward to it. But I think yeah, Super Click, ma- yeah, I think I think Super Click makes sense. But at the same time, they they like giving Jungle Boy good showings at the pay per views as well. You know, obviously, they see him as one of the pillars for the future and stuff. So, won't be surprised to see him get a win as a result of a miscommunication by pinning one of the Bucks, not pinning Cole. But yeah, I think common, the common sense answer here is probably super click. Yeah, let it let it run. Let's see what happens. Yep. Um, yeah, we may as well keep with the extreme side of stuff, lads. The inner circle of Jericho, Hager, Sammy, Santana, and Ortiz <laughs> against the men of the year of Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky and American top teams Junior Dos Santos, Andre Arlovsky, and Dan Lambert. So Jericho tapping out Lambert for the finish. It's a Minnesota street or Minneapolis street fight. It's yeah, but usually street fight rules are still end in the ring, right? Yeah, normally, yeah. Especially when you have a false good on your match. On the that, that's what I'm thinking. You see certain people brawl out. You could brawl backstage and then somehow Jericho and Lambert find their way back into the ring. And then that's where it happens, maybe. Mm. Um, how many other American top team people get involved in this? <laughs> Do we I see all the other guys? To, I think you have to see um, Game Bright here. Well, he's Those injured. For that. He, how injured is he? Uh, so injured that he's had to pull out of his next UFC fight. Ooh. Oh, because that was meant to be—is it next weekend? Does it? A uh, couple of weeks away, I think next week or the week after. Yeah. So oh, that's like be a stacked card. Yep. So since he's out of that, I don't see him showing up on this. Uh, I think it would be a bad look for him to show up on this after being pulled from a UFC card due to injury. That's why I, my thought here is you have to have Paige Van Zandt getting some bit of oh, she's a couple of digs in on yeah. Jericho after him taking the pot shots at her. I think there has to be some sort of... Oh, horror. she's going to be in there with all the lads. Sure, sure she's useful, apparently. She can put it up on her OnlyFans, as Jericho said. Um, yeah, I... Again, common sense is in her circle winning here. Jericho gets one over on Lambert, sends Lambert packing. Yeah. I'd like to see uh, Lambert and Co win. I, oh, I don't. I you can't. Can you not? You you can, but I don't. Mm, no, you can, but oh shit, could you? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I re- I reckon it's Jericho and Lambert for the finish. Is it though? Ah, it is. But, hmm, is it oh. though? Yeah, no, it is. It has to be, surely. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, yeah, I think I think it's the it's the sensible one. Yeah, look. If I'm a betting man, obviously you put your money on the faces to win this sort of a match. But I just think it would be a fun dynamic if you actually had Lambert pin or you know submit Jericho to a knockout or to a pass out. Yeah, that would just you just you've never seen it before. Everyone be like, "What the fuck?" And it really mm. puts Jericho wish, into a bit of a spiral as well. And I'd wish that they'd put the stipulation into this match of if American Top Team win that Inner Circle break up, and this could be the the mechanic that they use to break up Inner Circle and have Santana and Ortiz go their own way. Yeah, and then That's, you'd have a good story told as well. 
because I've said it many times, I need Santana and Ortiz away from this. They're fine on what they do in there, but I still feel that the last couple of years, you like, how have they not held the tag titles by now? That upsets me. It actually upsets me at this stage. Um, Yeah, you could be onto something, though. It would have been nice if they'd gone that road with it. Um, Yeah, look, it'll be a fun match. Again, we we know any of these inner circle matches are always a bit of anarchy to it and a bit of fun to it, so... Anarchy. So, like, any, with anything like this, I'm always like, what sort of weird shit are they going to come up with next? <laughs> you know? Well, that's kind of how I look at this one as well. Um, yeah, right. What else we got then? We'll go to two of the pillars. Going one-on-one. Darby Allen, who apparently is not mentally broken, is facing MJF. Was there really anything to progress this happened this week? Don't remember there being much on the show about it, really. Was there it a was a backstage promo. Well, yeah. a vignette from uh, Darby Allen just say that he isn't broken. I, it, this is fine. I think this sort this is the sort of match where you just have two young up and comers in the grand scheme of things, which would they are. This is the, the feud didn't really matter because it was only going to be bell to bell that mattered in this one. Yeah, so it's almost sure, like yeah. the opposite to how we were talking for the likes of uh, Tony D'Angelo, where it's all about character and the mat dressing doesn't necessarily matter. So Mark goes the opposite way. It's, this one goes the opposite way. It's kind of similar to as a Jungle Boy and MGF from uh, full, I don't know, Evolution oh, yeah, last year. I think it was a Revolution last year, maybe, where that match was was legitimately my favorite match of the night, and I think that yeah. this. Is, and again, it's it's because these are two OGs as well. This will be looked upon more favorably because of that as well, as, along with the fact that they're both young and we both know that they're the future of the company. This is just going to be fun. I think this is going to tell a good story. Yeah, can't argue that. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, can't really say much else for the way we're thinking this going. I think you have to give it to MGF. I think Darby doesn't lose much by losing, whereas MGF, I think, needs a little bit of momentum behind him. MGF hasn't lost a singles match, like. Exactly. And I don't think this should be the first one. Yeah. We'd see MGF. Do we see a ref bump? MGF. uh, No. Ref bump. Wardlow comes in and lays out Darby for MGF. I gotta go Darby. I think Darby does need a win because he lost to Punk. Uh, whereas MJF, I think it's time if you're going to give an MJF a loss, like who are you going, who are you saving it for? Other than like one of your pillars. Hmm. I don't yeah. think you're wrong. I'm just trying to think. Okay, well, okay. What happens after the match? How does MJF react to the loss? And how does that affect the pinnacle? Because it's a split with Wardlow. <laughs> Maybe Wardlow that's what they loss. do. Yeah. Maybe Wardlow causes the loss. Maybe he tries to get Wardlow involved to take out Darby, but inadvertently takes out MGF. Yeah. And that's the propeller into the, the split between Wardlow and MGF. Yep. Ref distraction, Wardlow tries to throw the ring in to MGF, messes up to throw, Darby catches it or whatever, or picks it up off the mat. Darby ends up knocking out more. MGF with it. I think it has to be more. I think Wardlow has to physically hit MGF to knock him out. Mm. I'd go, I'd go to that level. Yeah, or he puts on the ring and hits uh, 
MGF who's holding Derby, you know, and he ducks out. Yeah, it could be, yeah. I think, yeah, you know, it's kind of like, who was it? Uh, Heyman threw the belt in between Brock in between and the two boys. Roman. It, 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 it teased it a little bit, but, you know, him hitting MGF physically, that's undisputed. Oh, baby. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's not a really one like that. I like I like it's one of the things I say about AW. When it comes to the pay per views, there's always a handful of matches on there where you're like, oh, I don't know where they're going with that. Yeah. You know, where like you can look either way and be like, oh, I'm not quite sure not quite sure what way this one's gonna go. Uh, mm-hmm. which is a nice it's a really nice feeling, uh, compared to how predictable a good chunk of the WWE ones can be. Um yeah, yeah, I'd go with uh, Nick. I think um, Derby getting the win benefits him more, and a loss for MGF can further that storyline. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of starting to lean more towards Derby winning the more you're talking about it. Um, Depending on what they do next with it, of course. Yeah, but again, again, the destination will determine how good the journey has been. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Um, yeah, again, another one should be a load of fun. Um, next up, we will move on to the match that's been all about the talking. All started over a backstage promo getting interrupted, and it's led to some of the best promos AW have done. Boys, CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston. What year is it? You know who wins this, Gordo? The fans. Talking fans. I cannot wait for this. Um, <laughs> Legit, they're the two. They're the two best promos in the company. Going one on one. It's simple as that. They're the two best out there. Um. Yeah, we kind of touched on it earlier about some of the about the promo and about the build that they've had for this. It's literally been a three week build. But these lads are just so damn good. Um, that promo last week just hit. And yep. just it just feels very personal very quickly yeah um, damn these guys are good and I'm going to say it I'm going to go Kingston I, I would too because Punk hasn't been back for so long and he's his level of competition has almost gone up week on week it it really puts over Kingston big time if he if he's the first one to beat Punk on his way back yeah I think the story, the storyline of it just progresses better if Kingston wins. If Punk wins, cool. It just means he was right about Eddie and it's a one and done and it's over with. Whereas if Eddie wins here, it's Eddie's Plus, overcoming the guy who kind of wasn't showing him the respect and Punk can kind of go that bit more kind of, you know, not just happy to be here anymore and he needs to start stepping up and it can kind of be the thing that drives him onto the next level mm. rather than just being, you know, uh, he's been kind of working his way through guys lower on the card whereas it's like, you know, maybe he should be moving up a bit and it's like, okay, shit, maybe he needs to focus a bit more and the loss here could be what kind of gets that back into him. So yes, yeah. and plus Eddie hasn't won a big match yet. Yeah, and he needs it. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I, th- I think there's never been a, a riper situation for, for Eddie to get a big win and for Punk to have his first loss. Yeah, and it's not like the crowd are going to shell all over it. You heard the crowd last week, it was mixed. It was very mixed on, between Eddie and Punk chats. Yeah. 
Yeah, they're, 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 they're all in on both of these guys. Haha. Um, yeah, this could just be a lot of fun. Um, oh, Okada, what are you doing? Is that Okada and Ishii eating in and out burger? <laughs> Is it? I'm pretty sure the lads are in and out burger. I, I fucked the tweets after disappearing from my time, and I just saw it as I was scrolling. Um, I like to keep an eye on Twitter while we're going, just in case I see anything. But I'm, I'm pretty sure one. News. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think I think Okada and I, th- I thought it was Ishii that he took the picture of. But uh, I, I said I was scrolling and when I went back up, it was gone. So, Gordo, are we uh, are we going to have to watch um, Okada and Buddy Matthews Sunday morning? Yeah, I I may have to. <laughs> I'll see how tired and or hungover I am. Um, <laughs> I will be watching it at some point. I'll be getting finally getting news out of a new Japan world. Hey. Um, yeah, so are, are we all can't believe I'm saying this. Are we all saying Eddie Kingston to win? I'm gonna go punk just because I don't like as much as it makes sense for Eddie to be the one to do it. I still don't think they're gonna let punk lose just yet. Yeah, still though, surprising, but 2 mm. 1. Again, another one of them ones where it can go either way, and that's mm. what makes AEW different, I suppose, in a lot of ways that they have. Even for something like this, where it should be a layup of, of course CM Punk is going to win. You're like, is he though? Yeah, uh, that's all you can ask for in a in a match like this is to to be unsure of where it's all going to go. Yep, just that slight bit of doubt is it, it makes things a hell of a lot more intriguing. Um, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Right, we'll get into the Eliminator Tournament. Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan, Bridey, the man of a million names, if you listen to this podcast, against Miro, who he's just wanting to win it for his wife. And do we see said wife? I assume Lana's definitely debuting tonight. I would imagine so. Whenever it is tomorrow. Uh, Miro has to win this. If we we go along with the logic that um, John Moxie was turning heel and winning the tournament... Then you have to continue with that and having a heel win. Yeah, and plus, like you don't you don't want to have D. Bry or Brady versus Hangman. If I'm assuming we're all going Hangman for the main event, um, probably all going Hangman for the main event. Yeah. You need someone in between a few of those before you have that match. I think Miro is a good person to have as Hangman's first defense. Spoiler: yeah. I'm picking Hangman later. Spoiler: I'm also going to pick Hangman later. Um, yeah, this yeah Miro is the one that makes sense. The whole heel win. I often think with a lot of these things, heels winning tournaments makes a lot more sense in a lot of ways, um, especially when it comes to title shots. Uh, unless you have a face that you've been building up over months and months and months. Like Danielson is, you know, he he can get number one contendership anytime. I think giving Miro the win here builds him as being that monster again, uh, even though obviously he was, you know, a late replacement into the tournament. Um, Plus, it, it actually helps... Brian Danielson's character as well you know he's already had a match with the champion he's already had a, a fairly extended program with the champion as well yeah him taking a loss here helps Oops. him have a story of okay I need to you know go back to basics and you know I need to get my wins back and I need he, to do some work yeah plus that, I need to build and is his schedule and how hard he's been going is this essentially that catching up with him and this is another reason why I think that uh, Punk isn't losing earlier tonight because you don't have both of them lose in the same night to break their lip. Uh, shout, yeah. 
Mm. I don't know. They could be doing the job for two of the older AEW guys as well. Yeah. It's it's interesting, but again, like Gordo said, it's going into this paper, you 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 have a lot of question marks over the outcomes of a lot of these matches. Mm-hmm. Like it could go it could go weird and have Danielson win and Punk lose, or you could go and have Punk win and Danielson lose. You literally don't know. If, like even if you're going by the logic of you don't have both of them lose, it's not out of the realm of possibility for Punk to win and Debray to lose, or for it to go the other way either. It's it's strange. Like it's the options are all on the table. Imagine that. I might actually imagine create a, a prediction Google form and put it into the chat. Get everyone to put in their predictions and see how we all do. See how we do as a group, kind of as a collective of how mm. things work out. Could be an interesting one. See how accurately we predict the card. I exactly. guarantee you, it'd be a hell of a lot easier to predict a WWE card than this, although oh, that card may be subject <laughs> to change. Um, yeah, there's, there's the In-N-Out Burger picture there. But yeah, could be fun. Mm. Uh, again, both of these lads are going to be good. I, I think... If Lana does show up or CJ Perry, whatever way they're going, I don't know what name they're going to give her. Um, I'd say she goes CJ Perry. I'm yeah, assuming she just use her actual name. Yeah, it again could be, you know, essentially they can go something that they don't do often, but they can go the distraction route for the finish. You know, the fact that they don't do it that often, you know, there, there's forgiveness there if they do use it. So that, that'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, we all going Miro though. Yep. Yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet. Um, right, we'll get into the two title matches, and then we'll take her home because I need to go to the off license because it's going to close in forty minutes. Um, we'll go to the women's match first, uh, where if you go by what some people are saying on Twitter, this is essentially all built around the size of someone's arse. Uh, we have Doctor Britt Baker DMD versus Ty Conti. I'm a big fan of Ty Conti, but it, uh, the Doctor is taking this one. Oh, Doctor is keeping this title. Yeah, Doctor needs to keep this title. Who do we see eventually taking the title from said Doctor? Under Rosa. Or Rosa. R- yeah, I was going to say Rosa. Well, originally I was thinking before they announced the uh, title, the new title, um, I originally thought it was going to be Ruby eventually. You know, I I understood them having the loss, but I thought, okay, there's going to be the story of building herself back up and eventually she wins it. But Rosa or Ember seem like kind of, or Jamie Hayter. Mm. They seem to be the kind of the tree in my own head. But uh, yeah, this this match should be good. Ty Conti, is there anyone for most improved wrestler in the world over the last two years? Insane. I'd argue Brit herself. Uh, to be fair, actually, yeah, this is probably the battle of the two most improved of the last two years, actually, yeah. Um, like, Tony Khan, I believe, came out this week and said that when Ty was released from NXT, like, straight away, he's like, yes, I want to sign this person. I can't believe they let her go, apparently. Mm. Um, you could see the talent was in there. Like, you could. Like, technically, even in NXT, the stuff she was doing was always really solid. Um, but she just kind of honed everything, and... Yeah, she... They, they could have a really, really fun match. But uh, whitewash for Doctor there. Kind of feel bad for Ty, but yeah, Doctor is a sensible option, I think. Yeah, has to be the case. Yeah. I don't think Ty is ready for a Ty. As much as she's improved, I don't think she's ready to be like the face of a division yet. 
Yeah. Whereas Brit has the character and everything down. She's got the she's got the other two with her, Rebel and uh, Jamie and everything. Yeah, everything just. Brit's got everything nailed down, whereas Ty is very good, but just kind of that not quite there yet. Um, yeah, should be a lot of fun. Uh, right, lads. We've reached the main event. The main event of this card and the main event of our evening. We're finally getting it. Kenny Omega defending the AEW World Championship against a focused Adam Hangman Page. He's not, he's not coming out of happy hour anymore, lads. He's coming out of the gym, as JR said this week. <laughs> and he'd be wearing his full gear. <laughs> in the pay-per-view that was named after him. Yep. It, it, it's written in the stars, really, lads, isn't it? A million miles away. Uh, Messing to the mayo. Borderwind classic. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I'm going to leave you talk about this one. I think everyone's heard enough of my voice tonight. Uh, yeah, I'll leave you chat for a bit about this one. Nick, you, what are you thinking? I mean, can, they, can, they, can, they, can they do it? I mean, they, they have They to shouldn't do it. do it. I mean, they have, yeah, like, they, you mean not do it, you mean? Yeah. Like, I think like, you can't not do it at this point. I mean, we've had a few stop starts with this. Like, Obviously, we 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 gave a big soliloquy, I think, before um, all out about how they should. They, that was the moment, and they, they were so foolish. Obviously, we came out afterwards that there was a reason why they pulled the plug before that one. So I don't think you can pull the plug here. It, this needs to be the feel good, go home moment of the show, and it feeds into all the other storylines they're doing at the moment. Like, if you don't, where do you go? You, Adam, like Paige is screwed as a character if you don't pull the trigger here. Oh, I, I, I'm nervous because, you know, I've been programmed after watching WWE production for so long that they, they, they are not going to give you what you want. <laughs> it's a very valid point in the chat. Sparkles. Ending of, ending of an AEW pay-per-view, traditionally, has been a bit dodgy. Uh, <laughs> no, I, that, was, that was horrendously bad, but it wasn't intentionally horrendously bad. I'll, I'll say that. I mean, their last pay-per-view ended at an absolute high. I think it, it changed the wrestling industry. So I think you need a good feel-good moment here just to follow up from that pay-per-view. Yeah, it has to be Hangman, doesn't it? It does. Does it, though? It does. Do you have Punk win, Danielson... Or, sorry, do you have Kingston win, Danielson win, and Omega win? Oh. I mean, oh. it's... Whatever, like, I think if they have Daniels to win, it's going to throw a lot more questions on this match and it's going to make it a bit more tricky. So that reason, maybe I might have Daniels to win the other match just so people are questioning this. Ooh. Okay, well, how, how do you book this match, so? Like, I, I want Paige to win. That's a book. Not necessarily just calling the, call the result, but how do you book the match? Oh, you have as much interference as fucking possible because it's a, a, a elite match. So you're going to have every single member of the elite try to interfere. The, the way we booked it for All Out, basically. Does he kick out of the one-winged angel? Just the one. As Antox says, I think that's what he's calling right there. Mm -hmm. 
It has to. He has to, surely. I, I, I know yeah. it's the most protective move in all of uh, professional wrestling, but... Uh, distraction roll-up will fucking beg the difference. <laughs> <laughs> surely you, you do that now, like, right? This is the storyline that they've been building for the entirety of AEW. If there's ever a time to you to kick out of the one-ring angel, this is it. Was he, though? <laughs> <What a dick. laughs> Unless you have Okada show up, uh, Omega wins. Okada shows up at the end of the night because they get their fucking flight for as fast as possible from wherever he is. Oh, and then that's who gets kicks out of the one wing danger laid of you. Oh, does he though? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the episode, uh, the title for this episode is "Does He Though." Um. Um, yeah, it's. There's a lot of does he does about this, genuinely, and I, and I only said I take the piss. There are a lot of ways they can go with this because they've done such a good job of building the story. Yeah. Um, like, it's very similar in a way at, at, at a different scale to Woods and the King of the Ring, as yeah. like as we were going through the whole thing. It was like, will they? Like, they have to, but they, they won't. But they come don't. on, <laughs> like it's it's the same type of feel. Sorry. He's facing gender. Oh, that's fucked. They're going up to Saudi. Oh, no. You want to give it to gender. You know, there's... there's I... That, the common sense thing is you have to give it to Hangman here. But the fact that you have Danielson in that other match... Even if they do have Danielson win and it ends up being Danielson versus Page as the first one, like it'd still be grand. Like there's no there's no issues there. You can still write a story about that. And so you it can does, protect that by having the elite interfere in that match afterwards anyway, yeah. that they're unhappy that Kenny, you know, they feel that Kenny was hard done by, or you can give them a way to be upset over it, or just the fact that they're a share of cunts. Um <laughs> you, you know, you you can go some route where the, the Kenny or the Kenny sorry hear me the Hangman Danielson match ends up not being a clean finish because of something to do with the Elite and then that can set up even a triple threat or something because it's rare they do triple threats for the title even if you don't do that like if you did for example have Danielson win and go on a base Kenny or face me doing the same thing face Page <laughs> like you could have Page be the first person to beat Danielson in AEW just to cement his reign even more <laughs> cemented that he's managed to beat Omega and Danielson yeah. and then Punk be the third one up uh, you, you know there's so many ways they can go with this book, either way, but either way Page needs to fucking win yeah. and eventually he's going to lose to Cody yes as, as you expertly <laughs> booked a few weeks ago I'm, I'm going with I'm, I'm running with this he is Page is winning the title here and he is dropping the title to Cody next year I'm going with it it's, it's happening lads I don't care um Right, fuck it. We're we're caught for time here, lads. We're we're gonna say right. Who are we going with? Page. Fitz. Yeah, it, it's gotta be. It's gotta be it's Page. Gotta be Page. Page here. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it, it's a sensible option. I not I'm not gonna be pissed off one way or another. I worry about how the fans will react if they don't go Page. Um, but yeah, I I, I just worry that it's another pay per view that. I think if they don't go page, this could get a bigger backlash than the revolution fine, uh, finish. Unless they have a good follow-up. Unless like, they have something proper. Like, big. like as I said, so, somehow they did manage to get Omega cross-country, or Al-Qaeda cross-country to come out afterwards. But like, I still, yeah. it's not, you need page to win. You, you, you need page to win or else people are going to be pissed. Um, and you know, 
it, it takes a lot to piss off the internet. <laughs> Does it? <laughs> um, yeah, look, I, I thought we were going to be kind of flying for this, but it just shows the difference in AEW predictions versus WWE predictions. We've got nearly an hour talking about this. You know, yeah. it's it's really going back to days where we do dedicated fucking predictions shows because it takes that long. Um, yeah, it's going to be one hell of a night. Um, we maybe kind of trying to chat away on Discord or chatting away on Twitter to folks throughout the night. So for those who are listening along, make sure to follow us on Twitter. It We'll get to the plugs properly in a minute, but it's uh, at the AW pod on Twitter. And you'll also find a link there to the Discord channel where you can come join in. Um, yeah, we'll be chatting away throughout the show and myself and probably Fitz are going to be incredibly drunk and I'm assuming Nikki and Steve will also be drinking from wherever they will be located so uh, yeah come join the fun um, right lads we'll jump into an L quick best match worst match and then we will take it home Cody so we'll go best match first what do we got um, what happened last last week <laughs> I'm I was going to say Pack Dax, I think, has to be. Doesn't mm-hmm. it? It was, it was, it was really, Cold and really Silver good. from Rampage was very good, too. Yeah. Yeah. That silver is always good. Honorable mention at your main event of NXT, mm. Don Carmelo. When it comes to match quality, Melo don't miss. Uh, yeah, that was a quick one for best match. Worst match. What women's match are we going with? I didn't see any main roster stuff, so I can't use any of that. Um, probably Wardlow, Weeder, Utah, because it was the only one I saw, and it was a two-minute squash. Seems a bit harsh, though. I was going to go with the Shane and Naomi match from last week because they've done all the fucking fuckwittery where Naomi won oh, and Sonny yeah. came out and restarted the match. That's why I hinted by saying what women's match are we going with because I was trying to nudge it towards it. Based on what you just said, I'm going to go for that one. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was terrible. It was really, really terrible. Um, Yeah, sweet. Um, We're not even going to talk about best segment because we know it was the Punk Kingston thing from last Mm -hmm. week and honorable mention to everything Tony D'Angelo ever does. Worst segment. Struggling to think of a bad segment. There was something I cringed at on something. Oh, God. Well, that was last week. I'm mm. really struggling to think of a bad segment. It was probably something. <laughs> um, any share it's from the chat on bad segments from the last week? I, as I said, I haven't seen any main roster, so I'm sure it was no, some no, bad segments I, on the main I, roster. I, it's not really a segment, but I'm just going with it in general. Jacket time. <laughs> it yeah. was bad. Back in time in general, and uh, Duke Hudson cutting a promo in general. <laughs> yeah, that there works. were probably two slight misses on NXT this week. Um, yeah, we'll leave it at that. Uh, wrestler of the week, Eddie, Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston for both wrestling and for that article. I think it's mm-hmm. hard to look past him. Unless any other honorable mentions. No, Eddie's what came to mind first when we said it. Yep, I think he kind of ran away with it. Um, show of the week, Dynamite, honourable mention NXT, as is tradition. Throwing Rampage from last week too. Yeah, actually, yeah, we hit it earlier, yeah, for just a lot of stuff packed into an hour and a lot of good stuff packed into an hour. We won't mention Red Velvet wrestling on it. 
Yeah. Yeah. Cool the boys. Um, yeah, we made it. We're made it through the show, Steveless. Um, ah, we won, Steve. We're allowed one, Steve. Well, yeah, we're allowed one. I'm no, Steve. No Steves allowed. Hello, <laughs> Step Hen. Uh, yeah. I will stab you in your sleep. <laughs> I will lock my bedroom door tomorrow night. Um, actually, also mention I will be missing next week's show because I am heading down to Blaland to see the family. Um, Steve said, uh, "I mean, um, uh, hey, you, oh, hey. will you be on parole next week? <laughs> yeah, I'll be on parole. We'll, we'll get about. We'll get about. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll 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 figure it out. Uh, I've been watching Prison Break, so uh, I'll just tattoo prison <laughs> all over myself or something." Uh, yeah, but look, if people want to get more of us at the Alleged Wrestling Podcast, you're going to get us on all your usual podcasting apps, you know, your iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening now, SoundCloud, all them. You're going to get us each and every week. Um, you can also check us out over on WrestlingSoup.com with the Wrestling Soup guys themselves and a few other podcasts. Uh, please make sure to go check them out and show them some love. Uh, they've always been absolutely incredible to us. Uh, please also check out the Wrestling Soup Patreon as well for some just ridiculously good content so much love to those guys also much love to our friends at canvas theory www.canvastheory.com no boo wow uh, you can also get uh, use the code awp and you'll get 10 percent off your entire order nick will be eventually sorting out that shipping situation but for now they are currently only shipping to the us watch this space uh, something else you should watch is our Twitter uh, you can follow us over there it's at the AW pod and you'll also find a link to our discord where you can come join in our live fun each and every week when we record on Friday it's normally around about 7pm or half 7 Irish time ish kind of that window we normally go live so that's just after 2pm Eastern uh, for the Americans out there so yeah please come join us on the discord because uh, while you get some of the fun when you listen back it's not quite all of it um, you'll also be able to check us out over on Twitch where we go live most Fridays and most Saturdays it's twitch.tv forward slash the AWP uh, this week's game is for Friday Fall Guys Saturday is probably going to be Steve playing some one of the Metal Gear Solids probably uh, Metal Gear Solid 4 or yes, cut, Cutscene Simulator as yes. you refer to it uh, is it not like the 20th or 20th anniversary of Metal Gear Solid 2 this weekend though so maybe he might go back to Metal Gear Solid 2 again I'm not sure so he was on about doing a, a speed run of it wasn't he yeah so he'd probably be Metal Gear Soliding there'd be something solid going on over there anyway so uh, yeah please check us there it's twitch.tv forward slash the AWP and also check out a good friend of the show and just all around absolute legend the Gertie one himself Deliverance over on Twitch uh, it's twitch.tv forward slash Deliverance 77 um I have managed to catch some of the streams over the last couple of weeks, dude. I unfortunately have been working, so they've been on on the side. But uh, yeah, he's been playing bits and pieces, Final Fantasies. He's been just going to get into... Yeah, just please follow him over there. Uh, we can't, unfortunately, Sean, we're not going to be getting GTA anytime soon because the state of the game. Um, so we're not going to be streaming the bugs. Is it on... It's on Game Pass. Is it on Game Pass Ultimate on PC? Oh... Let me check. Oh, controversial because we oh. could stream could the we terrible. Could we be streaming? Could we be streaming? I don't know if Xbox did. Could we be streaming all of the buggy, buggy goodness? It's uh, not. Sh- it's not showing in the app as recently. Ah, feckers. But uh, yeah, for those who are looking for something interesting to do, it's up on console you, for Game Pass. Sean, I checked last night. So uh, yeah, if you want to find something interesting in the meantime and you're not actually downloading games or playing games yourself, go to Twitter and look up some of the GTA 
uh, was it Definitive Edition? I think they're calling it. Yeah, yeah, it's the San Andreas Definitive. Uh, what people are yeah, saying. San Andreas Defin- yeah, Definitive Edition. Uh, Definitive Edition. Some of the bugs on it are fucking hilarious. It's literally the Cyberpunk of 2021. Uh, I've decided uh, it's that bad. So, boys, we made it. We did. We got there. Yeah. Hey, Gordo, what's that sound? Mm. <gasps> uh oh, Tagger's whistle. You know what that means? Tiger's whistle's blowing, means we must be going. No more Russell crowing for you. But now don't you start to whine? I'll see you again next time, cause there's plenty of more of fighting left to do. Making movies, making songs, and fight around the world. See you next time, everybody. <laughs>